Welcome to the Easy 93.1 podcast. For Women's History Month, Easy 93.1 and Cox Media Group are featuring women who are making history now in South Florida as presidents and CEOs of nonprofit organizations that are making an impact in our community. The Children's Services Council of Broward is a government-created entity approved by voters back in September of 2000. And the council is tasked with providing resources to other nonprofits to help create lasting change for children in Broward County. Cindy Arenberg-Seltzer was the first president CEO of the Children's Services Council. And nearly 20 years later, she remains the only president CEO of the organization. (laughs) We're so happy to welcome you and honor you during Women's History Month, Cindy. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you, Ellen. It's truly an honor. The work you've done is just phenomenal. When you look back at nearly 20 years of working with them and when you first started, did you have any apprehension about taking charge of a project of this scope, especially knowing that it was voted in by the residents of Broward County and you kind of have to answer to the voters? Well, my first reaction to that question was I was too young and foolish to be (laughs) apprehensive. Uh, But, you know, of course, I was 40 years old. I hate to date myself. It was a huge undertaking, a newly created government. But on the other hand, I had sort of trained my whole life for this opportunity. I'm a lawyer with a master's in public administration and a passion for helping children. Mm. And so the opportunity to create a government from the ground up, doing it with transparency and accountability and the best mission you could possibly think of, it was too exciting of an opportunity not to take with both hands. And its government, was there any concern that local government would be prohibitive in a way that sometimes federal government can be? So in starting this, I mean, it's really interesting starting a government from scratch. Yeah. Having worked at the federal level and at the state level in other states, and then at the county level, I had just been working for two years in Broward County government, as well as in a lot of private sector organizations of all different kinds. I looked for those policies and procedures that would maximize accountability, but minimize bureaucratic red tape. And I think so far we've been able to do that. We also are a government that's an interesting construction because six of our members are there by virtue of the position that they hold. We have a school board member chosen by the school board the superintendent of schools, a county commissioner selected by the county commission, a judge, the local head of the Department of Children and Families and the local head of the Department of Health, and then five people appointed by the governor based on recommendations from the county commission. So all of those people are brilliant. And when they sit as the Children's Services Council, their sole focus is improving the lives of children. Yeah. And when you talk about maximizing accountability and minimizing red tape, I have to admit, I'm a little bit jaded about government and those (laughs) things, but I'm talking more on the federal level. So to hear that from someone who's actually got their own little government, 
I'm like, should the day come when I want to secede? <laughs> I would like you to be my president. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, those are really key traits to look for. And it speaks to your dedication to being the best that you can be and the most honest and transparent that you can be. Were there over this course of time, particular challenges that you faced? And if so, how did you overcome them? Well, <laughs> many challenges <laughs> okay. on so many different levels. So, you know, you talk about the federal government and the state government and even sometimes the local government. Some of the constraints that get put on us as citizens, not necessarily just as the Children's Services Council, but I will work hard to solve a problem. How do we get enough after-school programs? How can we improve the quality of early learning? How can we help in the mental health or special needs children? And we are, you know, in some cases, sort of working around the margins because the big tent poles are what the federal funding is doing or what the state funding is doing. And we've brought people together to fill in whatever problem there was. And then they'll change the rules mm. and suddenly create big gaps where there weren't gaps or change rules about some other aspect. I mean, we're seeing a lot of that now on the state level. And so how do we buttress children against those vagaries? How do we help families with all of that? So that's one of the big challenges. And then, you know, there's a, there are a lot of issues facing children. So do you sit down at your desk and say, okay, I'm going to take this one challenge and look at it from all these different areas? Or do you gather a group of people together? You know, how do you put together a plan to face the constant onslaught of changes and challenges? Well, luckily for the children of Broward County, I do not do this alone. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't do it alone. I mean, I do my best every day, but one of my tenets is to surround myself with people who are smarter than me. Mm. And so I have an incredible management team who in each of their areas is smarter than me and the staff behind them. But then even the Children's Services Council, we don't do this alone. Our mission statement is to provide the leadership, advocacy, and resources necessary to enhance children's lives and help them to grow into healthy, productive adults. And so what we do is we regularly convene all of our partners in the work. When there's an issue, then, you know, mental health, we bring together providers, other funders, people who use services and try to understand what's happening, develop plans where each of us does that which we are best at. My team does a lot of research on best practices nationally, and sometimes we have created best practices right here in Broward County that others model elsewhere, like for kids who are aging out of the foster care system. Yeah. Almost 20 years ago, that was a travesty. And in Broward County, we now have a system of care. All right, we're not perfect. There are still children who sadly will fall through the cracks, but we have children aging out, not into a destiny of homelessness and hopelessness, but actually so many that are going on to get bachelor's degrees and master's degrees to be successful in work, whether or not they do higher education and living lives of success and independence. It's tremendous. This has to be so gratifying. I imagine that aside from the challenges, when you go to sleep at night, you must feel really good about what you do every day. 
Most days. Okay. okay. I mean, well, I would say when I go to, to something like a graduation and I see how many of those children are thriving, when I go out to an after-school program or read the reports of how things are doing and I meet children, there's a young man who's running a nonprofit now involved in mental health who I've known since he was eight years old. And when he was participating in one of our first after-school programs as a child with special needs. So those things light me up, make me so happy. When I see something bad happening to children in our county, as you know, now today, they're struggling so much post-COVID, and I can't solve every problem with the wave of a hand. And so that kind of keeps me up at night, not so happy. I understand. But then there are those balancing accomplishments like this young man. Are there any particular accomplishments that stand out for you that you're most proud of during the time that you've been working with the Children's Services Council? I'm really proud that we have met, I think, the desires of the voters to create a central hub for planning and advocacy and resources for our children, that there are thousands of children who benefit every year, whether it be getting subsidized childcare, after-school program, their child has not been removed from them into the foster care system because there were family strengthening programs available. The, the numbers of children in the juvenile justice system we've brought down dramatically thanks to diversion programs that didn't exist 20 years ago. And so there's more work to be done but when I really look at the progress we've made over the 20 years, it boggles my mind. Do you work directly with children or through other nonprofits that work with the children? No. So we will work with our partners to understand what the challenge is, like we're trying to improve school achievement or reduce the number of children who are getting entangled in the juvenile justice system. We do research on best practices and then we put out requests for proposals and fund nonprofits that actually do the work. But we are constantly training them and supporting them. And my favorite statement to everybody who starts at the Children's Services Council is, we don't succeed unless the providers succeed, and the providers don't succeed unless the children and families succeed. So it's a whole line. Now, obviously, you are passionate about children. Was there someone or an instance in your life as a child that put you on this career path? On this career path, I could not have imagined this career path. Hmm. So I can't say that. But I had wonderful parents who envisioned a future for me that involved going to college, becoming a professional. They instilled in me a desire to give back. I became fascinated with government. I worked in Washington, D.C., and became fascinated with the way government works. Went to law school, wound up as the chief of staff to the majority leader in the Connecticut House, and I loved policy work. So it just all fit together. Right. And you can't always envision where you're going to wind up in life. No. And the thing is, you laid the groundwork with the professional side of your career that enabled you to bring that knowledge into working to better the lives of children. So they really meshed well, even though it wasn't your expectation. Did you expect to be working at the White House or something somewhere along the way? <laughs> 
Well, if I tell you that my parents envisioned me as the first, you know, Jewish president, but did I necessarily see that? I don't know. But yeah. it's not too late. You know, it still could happen. Now, I tell you, we do a lot of work with Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County. And I remember going in when we were delivering school supplies, and this was when Obama was president. And I was asking, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? And almost everyone, it was some sort of law enforcement or being a helicopter reporter, some way of giving back. And I said, how about does anyone want to be president? And five little girls raised their hand. And it was so gratifying to see not only young people, but girls and African-American girls who finally had a role model for themselves. And similar to what your parents thought for you, but the mm -hmm. idea that they believed it was possible, where I'm sure there was a time where they would never have considered it. Um, nope. So it, it's really encouraging to see those changes. What advice do you or would you give to children to provide them with more of that positive hope and inspiration? Yeah, I love that story, by the way. Thank that you. is fantastic. It's, uh, I love it, too. I will never forget it. <laughs> that is, you know, we can't always become what we dream, but having the dream is the start. It gives you that motivation. And I tell people to take advantage of opportunity. You know, you said I did have the professional background to be here, but you have to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. And you may not know where it's going to lead. You know, we've become very fixated on you have to have an absolute goal and know every step to get there. And that is useful. But sometimes seeing the possible in an option in front of you for example, I never thought that I was going to be the chief of staff to the majority leader of the Connecticut House, mm -hmm. but I was looking for something that could take advantage of my law degree and my experience in Washington, and it worked. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was an amazing opportunity. And he ran for Congress. Sadly, he lost. So I was out when he was out. But then I was looking for other ways. How could I now build on this passion? And went to the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. Ah. And and so that <laughs> okay. I could understand, you know, wow, I fell into this. What what was I doing? So there's design and there's some happenstance, and there's not being too afraid to just say yes. Yeah. Just give it a shot and see if you like it. And you never know where it might lead you. So true. And so much wisdom in that. So many of the things that you've said just in this conversation, the idea of surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you. How many people can you imagine who are bosses who don't want anyone smarter than them because they're afraid that they'll outshine them? Mm -hmm. Whereas you recommend it because it just makes you look better. And even though that's not the point is to look good, it makes you able to do your job better when you have people who know how to do their job to their best. So that speaks to a sense of humility that not everyone has. And I truly appreciate that. You um, have a tremendous amount of training, but you also have so much heart. And there's almost a spiritual element when you talk about design and happenstance and allowing yourself the courage to say yes. And that is such great advice. 
for people of any age, because like you say, you can make changes anywhere along the way. It doesn't have to be that path that you think of when you're eight years old. And then when you're 19, it's different. And when you're 34, it's different and on and on. And you can keep growing and developing and wanting to try new things. So being willing to try new things and say yes is such an important lesson to learn. And I thank you for that. Just one of the many reasons that we are proud to honor you during Women's History Month. Cindy Arenberg-Seltzer, President, CEO of the Children's Services Council of Broward. Thank you, Ellen. All right. Thank you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.